Hello, and welcome to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast, where we talk about the intersection of entrepreneurship and investing in the legal cannabis industry. Each week, we'll give you our perspective on the latest news in the industry, bring you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs, investors, and industry pros, and also go deeper on topics like launching a business, building a team, pitching investors, and setting a fair valuation. Now, why would we take on such a challenge? Well, since we launched our cannabis-focused business accelerator and venture fund in 2013, we've made over 110 investments into 90 companies in the legal cannabis industry. And we want to share our experiences and learnings with you. So join us every week as we take a deeper look into the legal cannabis industry and uncover the nuances and subtlety of starting up and investing in cannabis. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast. Um, I'm Celia Daly, and today we are going to be talking a little bit about mentorship for startups and how having a mentor can really be a competitive advantage for your business. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about why that is, and then we're going to talk a little bit about kind of how to find a mentor and some best practices around managing mentors um, to get as much out of it as you can for your young company. So. Let's sort of start with, um, you know, why a mentor is important. So anyone who has started a company before has been on that entrepreneurial journey um, or is currently on that entrepreneurial journey knows that it can be quite lonely. Even if you have co-founders, it can still be kind of lonely. Um, And, you know, not to mention we all have our weaknesses, right? And, And if you're listening to this and saying that you don't have weaknesses, your weakness is probably that you don't think you have a weakness. Um, But we do, we all have weaknesses and being an entrepreneur can be kind of lonely. So I think when we're looking at mentorship, we're kind of thinking about entrepreneurship as, you know, a metaphorical war. So if you're going to war, um, do you want to do it by yourself or do you want to do it with the aid of experience, kind of informing your strategy and watching your flanks? Um, I think that, you know, is, is kind of a nice metaphor to think about. And, you know, that's sort of on the, our opinion side, but then science kind of backs that up too. So um, Endeavor Insights actually did an analysis of New York tech companies. And keep in mind that New York is the second largest tech sector in the world. So um, that's kind of what we're talking about here. But they did this study between 2003 and 2013. And what they found was actually that 33% of founders who had mentorship from successful entrepreneurs went on to be what they consider sort of top performers versus only about 10% of companies without that mentorship. And the way they're defining top performers, in case that's relevant to you, is um, you know significant acquisition, so an exit of um, at least 100 million, kind of in the top 10% of their peer group in terms of the amount of equity funding that was raised, um, as well as in the top 10% of their peer group in terms of sort of number of employees. So. That's what that study showed. I mean, that study, I think, uh, speaks volumes about how important it is to have mentorship as you're starting up. And if you're interested in learning a little bit more about that, I've linked to that article um, in the description of this episode. So make sure you check that out if you if you want more info on that. But um, I think what this shows really is that mentorship is more it's more than having a slight edge, right? Mentorship can really be the thing that kind of pushes your startup from you know, your average startup to a top performer, to to one that can last um, long term and and really achieve that rapid growth. 
So, um, you know, there's a, and there's a few reasons for that, right? Um, having a mentor allows you as a founder to benefit from somebody else's mistakes. So rather than making those mistakes yourself and having to deal with the consequences, you have other people that have been there before who can say, yeah, you know, I went down that path or, um, you know, I tried that thing that seems a little risky and it didn't work out or, or here are the things to keep in mind um, when you're making those kind of choices. And that can be really beneficial. That saves founders time um, and, and potentially, you know, effort and money on making mistakes. Um, mentors also, in an ideal world, have connections to relevant people, right? Um, when you're starting up, sometimes getting in front of the, the right people can be difficult. You know, if you, if you don't know the industry or you're not well known in the industry, getting in front of potential partners, potential investors, potential customers um, can be kind of tricky. And so having a mentor there who can kind of make those connections, make those warm intros can really kind of push you to the next level. And then, you know, it's, it's also important to think about um, having, how important it is to have an objective but informed advice, right? Um, so a mentor isn't somebody who uh, is going to be as involved in the company as your co-founder. So they're going to be able to step back. They're going to be able to sort of see your business from, you know, that 50,000 foot view as opposed to being in it. And, and that's going to give you a lot of clarity on your business, right? Um, so that's why mentors are kind of important and that's what mentors do for us. Um, they, they really can be a competitive advantage for your startup. So, but how do you then go about actually finding a mentor? So that part I think is where it gets tricky. I think anyone who's starting up can say sort of, yes, we agree with you, Celia, we need a mentor, but, but what do we do? How does that process work? So first you need to kind of understand what is the profile of what you're looking for? What are your weaknesses? So I know we mentioned that before, but where are the gaps that you need filled? Like what is the information that could be helpful? What kind of expertise are you looking for? Um, and kind of creating that profile in your mind of, of what a mentor would look like or what role a mentor could help fill. So things to kind of think about there are, does this person have industry knowledge? Um, have they been there before? Have they had the boots on the ground? Do they know what's going on either in that industry or sort of maybe within that um, business vertical, right? So if, if you need help with marketing, have they done marketing in your industry before? Have they marketed a successful dispensary, et cetera? The other thing to think about is, um, you know, do you click with them, right? Do you have good rapport? Can you work together with them? Can you trust them? Can you communicate with them? That's going to be really important as well um, in a mentor. And then does this mentor have a good network? Um, do they actually know people in your area? Are they going to be able to make those connections for you? Um, and are they going to be able to sort of lead you to solutions, right? So. We want a mentor who's not going to dictate things. We're not looking for a boss or um, somebody like that to kind of tell us what we should and shouldn't do. We're looking for someone who can help us think through our thought process and can kind of question things and dig further into areas that maybe need a little bit more work. So you want to make sure that you are looking for someone who sort of fills those roles. So then where do you find them, right? Um, this is kind of a tricky question. I think this is maybe where it gets a little hard. Um, but in our experience, the best mentors have been found through other mentors or through other connections. So, um, you know, at Canopy Boulder, a huge part of what we do in the accelerator is offer mentors and sort of cultivate those relationships with people in the industry that then can 
are interested in and can be helpful mentors to our teams. And most accelerators do this um, because mentorship is so important. So having somebody that can kind of make those connections and can also sort of help you negotiate what that relationship looks like. So um, for example, you know, when we talk to mentors, we'll say, you know, this team is really struggling when it comes to understanding their supply chain um, and understanding how they get manufacturing set up. Like, can you help them with that part of that? Um, and, and allowing sort of a third party to make that connection can be really helpful. Um, you know, and you, can, and you can find these people at networking events, at meetups. Um, if you're in an accelerator, you know, a lot of people will make those connections for you. Um, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to make it clear to your network that you're looking for someone who can offer you support in those areas. And then, you know, what's next? I think buy them a beer, right? Once you meet these people, offer to take them out, right? Get to know them. Um, it, a mentorship relationship is very much a relationship. It's about sort of learning who this person is. Can you communicate with them? Do you get along with them? Um, and, and that's, you know, what better way to do that than over a cup of coffee or a beer or a meal or something like that. And that also, that first interaction and that first meeting also gives you an opportunity to sort of dig into what their motivation is, right? So I think we've seen mentors with, with all kinds of range of motivations for why they went to mentor. I think on one end, you know, on maybe one extreme end, we have people who have maybe made a lot of money, been really successful, and truly just want to give back, like 100% altruistically, that maybe they've had mentors in their past that have um, really pushed them along and supported them as they kind of took on new endeavors or tried new projects. And so they kind of want to return that favor, kind of pay that forward. So I think that's kind of one end. Um, and then the other end, I think, is people who are looking for an opportunity to maybe sell you services. Um, so maybe I'll mentor for a little while, convince you that you need my consulting services, and now you're paying me a retainer. And that's something to be very wary of. And that is why it's important to sort of sit down, have that beer, have that meal, and get to know these people and try to understand what that motivation is so that you can understand whether or not that's a realistic relationship um, for you to maintain. And then I think, you know, the third area, the third sort of type of mentor that we've seen, and this person sort of sits in between those, is the person who is willing to give up their time altruistically, but they're doing it kind of for their own benefit as well, right? So they're um, maybe somebody who's really interested in a new industry. We see that a lot in cannabis where we see people who have sort of cut their teeth in traditional industries. They're really interested in cannabis. They're not maybe ready to make the jump yet, but they want to keep their finger on the pulse. They want to be sure that they know what's going on. And mentorship offers them an amazing opportunity to do that. So really sit down with people and understand kind of what that motivation is. What's, what's the quid pro quo, right? Um, and how can you understand their objectives and goals so that you can deliver on that for them, right? Um, so that's something to keep in mind. The next thing is, you know, getting things on paper, right, with these people. So now that you understand their motivation and sort of understand what they expect, write that down. We've seen too many um, you know, founders start relationships with mentors, and we've even had mentors reach out to us and say, you know, this founder you know, is asking me for all this free advice, but this is my business, and I'm not really comfortable with that, and that's not the arrangement I thought we had. And 
really what that comes down to is a failure on the part of the founder to of not being clear with what they're expecting. Um, it's always good to get things in writing, I think, when it comes to business, is make sure that everyone's on the same page. So what are the expectations? How much time are you expecting this mentor to spend with you? Um, how often do you want to be in communication? How often do they want to be in communication? Um, get that down on paper, and that sort of shows that you are an organized founder um, and gives gives a little bit of um, safety in, in not stepping on toes. Um, so that's kind of how you find a mentor and sort of set up that relationship. Now, once you have a mentor, there are definitely some best practices to keep in mind so that you maintain that healthy relationship and you get as much out of that as you can. And the mentor gets as much out of it as they can, right? This is a mutual relationship um, where hopefully it's mutually beneficial for both parties. So let's start uh, with our first best practice, which is, you know, make this a priority, right? Um, grab a coffee, grab a beer with this person regularly um, per sort of the agreement that you've made and, and that you've set up. Maintain that relationship, right? As the founder, you are the driver of that relationship. Um, it is up to you to sort of maintain that and set that up and be the driver. Um, so set up sort of a standing consistent meeting, right, right, with some cadence. So whether that's once a month, once a week, once every other week, something like that, put a time on the calendar. I mean, those things can be flexible, they can be tentative, you can move them when you've got to go on vacation, whatever. But having that set up um, shows some consistency um, and, it, and it sort of allows a, a, a comfortable relationship. And then as the founder, you know, you're the one driving the agenda. So set up an agenda when you have those meetings. So, um, okay, for the first 20 minutes, we're gonna talk about these topics. And then for the next 15 minutes, I wanna talk about these topics. And then, and this is something we stress a lot. As a founder, schedule in time for sort of open dialogue, right? So um, definitely make sure you have that agenda, that you have a plan. Okay, how am I gonna get as much out of this meeting as I can and be clear going into it? And then also have time to just sort of two ears, one mouth, right? You have two ears, you have one mouth, listen. You have an expert with you, you have someone who's mentoring you, and so and build that time in, right? Um, that's really important. The next uh, sort of best practice is make sure that you're being direct um, and sort of have direct objectives with your mentor. So keep in mind this mentor is there to help you in a specific area, right? Um, and so make sure that you are asking questions that are specific to those areas of expertise. And this kind of goes back to the agenda a little bit, but um, you know, just sitting there and sort of explaining your business at someone and hoping that that mentor can read their mind, read your mind, and jump in and sort of say the right thing, isn't the right way to do it. Um, it it's really, and it's a waste of your time and it's a waste of their time, frankly. Um, so make sure that before you meet with your mentor, you're making a plan. What areas um, sort of that fall within their expertise are you struggling with? Um, and, and what can they specifically help you with? So the next um, best practice is the communication style, right? So communicate sparsely, regularly, and concisely. Um, mentors are usually pretty busy people, which means if you're sending an email every time an idea crosses your mind, every time an issue arises, you're probably doing it wrong and you're probably doing damage to that relationship. So make sure that you're being very considerate and aware of other people's time um, and also very clear with what you need from them. So 
we um, in the program we actually have a sort of a schedule and a format that we ask our teams to kind of think about when interacting with their mentors. So once a week, we encourage them to send out kind of a weekly email to their mentors that covers a couple areas. So it covers their asks, you know, what do you need of this mentor? What support are you looking for? What do you, you know, what do you need? And then achievement. So what what have you accomplished this week? You know, what what did that look like? Did you close that deal? Did you have an ask last week that got met and now you've, you know, you've gotten to another milestone. Inform them about that. Keep them in the loop on sort of how you're progressing as a business. And then your plan of action. So what's what's next? What's going forward? Has anything changed? Um, if you've pivoted, how has that changed maybe your milestones or your timeline? Make sure that you are keeping them informed of that as well. And then finally, your KPIs, right? Your key performance indicators. How are you doing? Um, all businesses should set this up early on. How are you measuring your success? Are you doing what you want to do? Is that revenue? Is that number of customers? Is that, um, you know, whatever? How are you measuring it? And make sure that you're communicating that to your mentors as well. And that's a great way, you know, a weekly email, a monthly email, whatever you sort of negotiated with your mentor on what is appropriate. That's a great way to stay engaged, make sure they stay up to date on what you're doing in your business. Um, and also kind of have that concise um, and sort of sparse communication that allows to communicate the actual information and not just a bunch of uh, talk. And then, and this is sort of a very important piece here on best practices for, for dealing with your mentors, um, be prepared for mentor whiplash. So that's something that Brad Feld from Techstars talks about a lot, um, but Mentors will have various opinions, right? Um, they've been there, they've done things, they probably have their own version of how they would do things. Mentors are there to be objective sounding boards. They're there to help you see things that maybe you wouldn't have seen otherwise. They're help, there to help you um, with some expertise that maybe they know more about than you do, but they are not there to dictate your business. And we see this time and time again where um, mentors come in, our teams start meeting with mentors, and they'll literally come into our offices wide-eyed and totally overwhelmed because one mentor said one thing, another one has said another, and they don't, you know, they, it's whiplash. <laughs> it feels overwhelming. So I think just be prepared for that. I think understand that that happens. That's how that goes. Um, that's very normal. And make sure that you're sort of taking in all the information, but ultimately you and your team are the founders of the company, and so you make those decisions. Um, mentors are there to sort of offer guidance. They're not there to dictate your business. So um, that's kind of our best practices and the importance of mentors. And I think the last point here is how, how do you move mentors forward? Do you move mentors forward? Um, are they always mentors? Do they move at some point to an advisor in your business? Do they move maybe even to the board of directors? Um, we've seen that happen. We had a company a few years ago that came through the accelerator program and uh, met a mentor and that mentor loved what they were doing um, and he really wanted to be a part of it. And now I think he's their CFO. So that does happen. Um, and it's a great way to meet potential co-founders and sort of test out that relationship for a while. So um, if you do do that, here are some rules around kind of equity. You know, the standard rules 
are um, you know about a, a quarter point, so 0.25% equity for an advisor, um, and a point of equity, so 1% to a board member. So that's kind of industry standard, um, just to give you an idea of what you're looking at there. Now, keep in mind that most of the time this isn't going to happen, right? Most of the time your mentors are not going to turn into co-founders. Um, but you know maybe it's an 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time it's not going to happen. But 20% it might. So it's it's important, I think, to be open to it, um, to be thoughtful of it, and maybe even consider it. It might be the kind of thing that you discuss early on um, as you're getting to know your mentor, you know, and understanding their motivations. Are they interested in maybe eventually joining a team and they're sort of trying to figure out what that might look like or what that relationship would look like or are they truly there just for mentoring so um, that goes back again I think to understanding the motivation of a mentor so that's it that's kind of our guidance for mentors why it's important to have mentors and how mentors can really help push your business forward they can be um, the catalyst they can be you know, the introduction that you needed or the clarity that you needed or the expertise that you needed. Um, and so they should be utilized. They are important parts of an early business. Um, and so I encourage you to get out there. If you don't already have mentors, get out there, find find one. Um, and if you do have mentors, I encourage you to maintain those relationships and really um, make sure that you're getting the most out of them and that you're making sure that, that your mentors are also getting what they would like out of that relationship. So um, that's really it for us. Thank you all so much for joining the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast, as always. If you guys like what you're hearing, if you like this content, please rate us, uh, write a review and rate us. That really helps kind of make this podcast available to other people that maybe don't know it exists. So if you like it, rate us. Um, if you don't like us, uh, tell us why. Tell us what you want to hear about. You're, you can find us um, on social media at Canopy Boulder, um, one word, or you can email us at info at canopyboulder.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so that's all. We, uh, we hope to see you next time. Thanks so much. Now for the disclaimers. Uh, please do not take any information from the Canopy Boulder podcast or its guests as investment advice. Be sure to contact your licensed financial advisor before making any investment decisions. So thank you for listening and please join us for another Canopy Boulder podcast episode coming to you soon.